U.S. Center for Safe Sport. I'm Around the Rings editor Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Around the Rings Radio. Today we go behind the scenes at the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, the body created by the U.S. Olympic Committee to handle allegations of abusive behavior against young athletes, whether sexual, physical, or emotional. Based in Denver, Colorado, the center opened its doors a year ago. Joining the center from day one was Shelley Fole, the CEO and president. Previously, she was the executive director of the President's Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition, a post she held until 2016 during the uh, administration of President Barack Obama. Shelley Fole, welcome to Around the Rings Radio. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, Ed. First, uh, can you talk about the, the creation of the Center for Safe Sport, the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, um, its purpose, uh, your, 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 your goal, your objectives of, of the center? Sure, absolutely. Um, the U.S. Center for Safe Sport is an independent, nonprofit organization, uh, and our, our mission is to really put athlete well-being at the center of our nation's sports culture. Um, we were initially, initially uh, formed by the U.S. Olympic Committee as a result of uh, some of the issues that we're obviously now seeing today, uh, and 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 it's uh, the the genesis of the center really started way back in 2010. Um, and so um, we uh, opened our doors. Uh, I came on board um, in late 2016. Um, we opened our doors in March of 2017 and have now just celebrated our first anniversary. Are you an investigative body, a, a resolution center? Do you have uh, a number of different functions? Yes, our, our, we have a couple of different functions. Uh, one is to uh, provide education and awareness and training uh, around bullying, harassment, hazing, and all forms of physical, emotional, and sexual misconduct and abuse. Uh, so we're, our, our scope is our, our, all of those things, and um, we are focused on widely on all sport organizations across the country, from the local rec uh, teams and leagues to all the way up to professional sports. So from an education standpoint, we have a broad, uh, a broad mission and goal to, to reach a, a lot of folks. Um, from a response side, from an investigatory side, our jurisdiction begins and ends with the Olympic and Paralympic movements um, and the 49 national governing bodies that make up um, the Olympic and Paralympic sports. All right. And in, in the year that you've uh, been in operation, I think the statistics show you've had more than 500 plus uh, I don't know if we call them complaints, but 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 filings uh, before the center in in a Absolutely. year. That seems like a lot. 
Yes, in our first year, we had uh, over 500 calls and, and inquiries. Not, not every inquiry uh, or report turns into a case. We may or may not have jurisdiction. Uh, as I just mentioned, our jurisdiction is specific to the Olympic and Paralympic movements. Um, and But if we get calls from others outside, of course, we're trying to get them where they need to go, trying to help them get to law enforcement if, if it um, certainly is within the, the realm of law enforcement and the like. Um, and by the way, those 530-some calls uh, were across 37 different sports. And have some of them resulted in... Uh, proceedings, uh, disciplinary actions, have you uh, come yes. up? Yes. Um, we, we've closed, um, we've concluded uh, 200 and f- over 250 cases um, uh, that of those reports that turned into cases. We've closed 257 of those and issued 113 sanctions uh, to date. Um, and in, including uh, over 80 of those were actual uh, lifetime bans or are deemed permanently ineligible. And again, that seems seems like a lot. Um, d- d- does it does it seem that way to you? Is there any way to measure whether it's having any effectiveness to have safe sport programs? Sure. I think, you know, I don't think anyone quite knew exactly what uh, the response would be um, in our first year. Uh, I can tell you that as of October, uh, that our, the number of cases being reported certainly took an up, uptick. Um, so if you think about the Me Too movement, you think about the Larry Nasser case, I think the good news is that people know we exist. They now know we exist and that they feel comfortable and confident coming to us. Um, and, and that's what we want. We want to be that independent, confidential, and safe place for individuals to come and uh, share their story. Um, and, for, and obviously know that they will, it will be taken seriously and, and that we will um, that in turn perform a uh, fair process to get to the bottom of things you are you are sanctioning individuals from participating in sport banning them for life for example but this is different than any kind of legal prosecution that, correct, that might, might correct. arise out of this behavior not always correct, yeah is it not always a, a legal issue and um, do some of these cases result in legal prosecutions yeah, absolutely. We work very closely with law enforcement. So, uh, first of all, we're a mandatory reporter. So, if a report comes in that is uh, has a minor um, involved and uh, triggers that mandatory reporting requirement, we will, we are absolutely um, dedicated to that first and foremost. Um, and uh, whether it's an adult or a minor, if law enforcement is involved. We, of course, will work closely with them and in concert and, um, uh, you know, conduct our investigation um, accordingly. And, of course, to your point, Ed, what we're looking at is did someone breach the Safe Sport Code of Conduct, um, which that the whole Code of Conduct is on our website at safesport.org. Um, but, and that's going to be much broader than the law. Um, you know, that it is much broader than um, what, you know, what we have in legal code. 
Now, what would happen to abuse allegations before there was a Center for Safe Sport? Before there was a center, these allegations would be handled by each of the individual national governing bodies. And, um, you know, one of the, the reasons that we exist is to provide that, that an independent uh, place where individuals can, can come to uh, to file a report. Um, it also creates that continuity um, so that uh, we can look at the scope of, um, of uh, sanctions across the, the, the way and make sure that there's consistency based on the, um, the severity of the, of the action. Would it be fair to say that maybe people didn't report abuses as often or, or feel they have the ability to report abuse allegations um, before there was the, the center was created? I think that we have created that, that independence. Uh, I think that individuals know that they are uh, now more and more coming to that, an independent source, and while they may have been... Um, uh, they, they may have been perhaps uh, less likely to report if they thought um, it might jeopardize their uh, training or their uh, ability to um, advance their career in a in a given sport. Um, I think we're you know every day breaking down those barriers to individuals uh, coming forward. Everybody is paying attention to this in part lately because of the extraordinary case involving Larry Nasser, the former medical direct medical doctor for the uh, USA Gymnastics uh, team. Did the center get involved in this case at all? We, we were not involved uh, in the, that case uh, specifically. Um, obviously, the center didn't... Uh, open its doors until March of 2017, um, but certainly the uh, media and the, 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 the brave and courageous women, uh, girls and women that came forward as, as part of the case um, really drives home the reason we need to exist, uh, that, you know, that, that there needs to be an organization like ours, um, an independent nonprofit that... Um, that individuals can come to and know that they will be heard and, and that, um, you know, that a fair process will ensue. And uh, the, 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 the allegations that have come forward with uh, gymnastics have also been repeated in, in some other sports as well, swimming, uh, for example. Um, do you have ongoing cases in, involved still with gymnastics, still with swimming? We have cases across uh, 37 different sports um, to date, and uh, one good thing to note as well is, is that we don't have a statute of limitations. Um, so if an incident occurred five years ago or 15 years ago or 25 years ago, um, if this is the time uh, that someone is feeling the, the uh, that they can and, and want to come forward and tell their story, we are here uh, for those individuals as well. 
Um, so I think what we're seeing is, is that sport in general, uh, certainly as part of our greater society, um, is not immune to uh, the issues that we're seeing uh, it, as it relates to sexual abuse as well as other types of of harassment and hazing and, and physical and emotional abuse as well. And, um, and that we all need to be mindful. We all need to be mindful of, of this. And that's where I, th- I think our prevention efforts are so critical, um, that our ability to reach out, again, working with many, many, many individuals and organizations across the country, um, is, is to make sure that we're educating athletes at every level, that we're educating parents about what they should be asking when they sign their child up for uh, a local team or a league, um, what, uh, and what coaches should know, what sport administ- administrators should know. All of that is really important to preventing these terrible things from taking place. Your funding is from the U.S. Olympic Committee, uh, $1.5 million, but one of the uh, uh, impacts of the of the USA Gymnastics case is some uh, extraordinary steps the U.S. Olympic Committee is taking to um, to ameliorate some of the damage that's uh, resulted from this, and that was uh, an increase of funding, uh, another one and a half million, I believe. Is is that enough to run the center? Do you have what you need to carry out your work? Sure. We're very thankful for the the support from the USOC as well as the national governing bodies, and uh, that is certainly helping to stand up and to expand both our response side. Um, So we're hiring more investigators, for example, Um, and and with the uptick in reports, that's obviously extremely necessary. Um, And and so those dollars that come in are are very helpful in expanding our human uh, resources so that we can in turn uh, serve athletes um, across the country. Um, at the same time, we are uh, also diversifying that fund those funding sources um, through foundation grants. Uh, the NBA has uh, provided funds for us. Um, individual, we have individual contributors, and we're continuing to expand that. Um, in addition, uh, we're continuing to work with Congress, who, as you know pass the uh, Protecting Young Victims from Sexual Abuse and Safe Sport Authorization Act um, last month. And unfortunately, funding was not included in that bill, but we're, we're continuing to work with members of Congress who are working to get uh, additional funds for the center uh, so that we can, in turn, uh, be able to, to deliver on the responsibilities as outlined in the bill. Congress is talking about holding hearings on, on safe sport. Have you had any contact with them? Is what, 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 what could Congress discover, learn from having hearings on safe sport? Yeah, I mean, I know that there are uh, hearings um, taking place and, and, you know, research is being gathered um, by uh, a a House committee. Um, We have had informal uh, conversations with um, committee staff and certainly stand ready to provide any information uh, that we have from from SafeSport. Obviously, you know them understanding uh, uh, what our process and what we do and 
kind of our experience over this past first year um, has, I think, been beneficial to uh, the committee in terms of understanding what the process is now going forward. And um, certainly it's, it's, you know, their job and their role to look at what has happened in the past. What's your assessment of the overall picture for safe sport in the U.S. and the way it's handled by the national governing bodies? You know, I, I think we're, we're, uh, we've, truly reached a, a tipping point. Um, I think that a lot of these issues uh, for all of us, you know, just for all of us, um, these are, are very weighty issues and um, uh, sometimes it's easier, it was easier to turn the channel in the, in the past, uh, if you will. Um, no longer is it acceptable to kind of... Um, uh, pretend it doesn't exist, if you will. And I'm just talking about as a, as a society, uh, that all of us need to pay attention to these issues. It's, it's incumbent on all of us, uh, to really change the culture of sport. Um, and, and we've got to elevate the well-being of athletes, uh, on top of everything, that the well-being of athletes come first, before medals, before money, um, before making the team, um, it's the well-being of athletes that come come first, and and that's that's everybody's role. That's we as as athletes, as parents, as coaches, as as sport administrators. It's really going to take all of us uh, to really create uh, an environment by which every athlete can thrive. The United States is a very very open, transparent society. Uh, not so much the case in other parts of the world, and I have a pretty good feeling that the question of safe sport is not an issue alone for the United States to deal with. What do you What do you think uh, is the overall the international scene uh, for safe sport? Are you worried that there are cases, stories that we 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 don't know about yet, and I don't know how we will uncover them but uh what what is your 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 feeling about how safe sport is conducted around the world yeah i think you know we're still learning um we're, we're we've certainly been talking with colleagues and individuals from other countries have been contacting us asking us about our policies about our best practices about our training and the like um Certainly, the IOC um, with, ha, has put out their safeguarding athletes from harassment and abuse in sport uh, document, which um, you know is a start. Um, and I think you know the last two Olympic Games, there have been there's been a more concerted effort um, during the actual games to make sure that there were um, uh, both prevention efforts as well as uh, a response uh, process. Uh, as well, um, I will tell you that the inaugural uh, conference of Safe Sport International. So there's an organization now uh, based out of the UK uh, called Safe Sport International, and the first co- uh, conference for that group, and, um, and and hopefully there'll be representation from many many countries, um, will take place in April in Madrid. Does that, does any other country have a a center such as the United States has? Uh, 
to our knowledge, not uh, fully stood up um, and robust as we are and are working to be. Um, but certainly there are many countries that are now taking notice and, and certainly understand the need uh, to create an independent entity as we've done here in the U.S. You're created by the U.S. Olympic Committee, funded by the USOC, but yet uh, some critics say the USOC bears a, a, a heap of blame for the situation with USA Gymnastics and perhaps some other sports. Um, is, is, is there blame to, to cast here in, in this? I, I would just say that the issues that, that we've spoken about, the, the issues of, of um, abuse of athletes of all ages, uh, is exactly why the center exists. Um, and I'm extremely happy that we are stood up, that we are independent, um, and that our governance is strong. We have an independent nine-person board of directors. Um, so I'm looking to the, cur- to the present and to the future. And um, having a U.S. Center for Safe Sport that is authorized by Congress as we are um, uh, is, I think, an extremely strong position for the U.S. to be in. Shelley Fall, thank you very much for being with us. It's been great speaking with you. Thank you so much, Ed. I hope you can come back and visit with us again sometime. Absolutely, anytime. Shelley Fall is president and CEO of the U.S. Center for Safe Sport. Thanks for joining us today on Around the Rings Radio. I'm ATR editor Ed Hula. See you next time. <laughs>